We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Your boy Jack Manuel here for the Brooklyn Buzz. A disappointing loss to the Dallas Mavericks, 96-94. Heartbreaking in many ways. Where do we start? Kevin Durant missing a free throw after hitting, what was it, 62 straight? And, I mean, he himself was just... He was disappointed. He's just like, it just shit happens. And I I empathize with it. The, the Nets, you know, they went on little mini runs here towards the end, and they... They really fought, and that's that was something that was really enthusing to see the the establishing identity of a, of showing a bit of grit, showing a bit of hustle. You know, not things aren't going to work out perfectly, especially when you know, you've got a, a heap of guys who are finding their form. But the Nets are just going to leave it all out there, and they they certainly did tonight. And you know, Kevin Durant was hyped; he was talking trash to Josh Green after. You know, Josh Green, uh, my Aussie brethren, fell to the floor after uh, Marcus Smart-like tendencies is the the best way of putting it because you know, Kevin Durant's about 180 pounds and you know, Josh Green's falling down like he's Marcus Smart getting bowled over by Zion Williamson. But uh, enough of that, I guess. Getting to the last quarter, the Nets, you know, I think it was uh, they gave the Mavs a, a decent advantage and then they sort of went on a a little bit of a mini run to get themselves into it, and Cam Thomas hits this sort of big clutch three. Jason Kidd, towards the end of the game, is fouling up three, and one of those fouls did work, and it just sent to the Nets to the line. But the second one, Kevin Durant was in his shooting motion, and he got to take those three free throws uh, that I was alluding to, and unfortunately, Kevin Durant just couldn't hit all of them and had to miss one of them. Royce O'Neal gets the offensive board, and rather than going back up with a bit of physicality and, and aggression, sort of was caught up in the moment uh, and, and got a bit flustered and, and kicked it out, and, and and that's all she wrote. But, you know, the Nets showed a, a, a lot tonight. You know, they had eight more shooting possessions. They forced, what was it, 22 turnovers. They scored 26 points themselves. Unfortunately, in their 14 turnovers, uh, the Mavericks scored 23 points. You know, they were really attacking the paint and really, especially early on. And the fourth quarter, it was just the offense really devolved into, you know, can Kevin Durant find a way to score over three defenders? You know, maybe a, a better coach than, than Jacques Vaughn, <coughs> Emma Yudoka, uh, can find a way to find some sets, find some easier looks from KD. You know, he was he was working out at doubles in the post and, and the ball was whipping around. You know, the, 
there was some good assists tonight. There was some good, you know, the Nets led the in that department, you know, 22 assists on 35 made field goals. You know, their three-point shooting wasn't great, 10 or 29 from there. Whereas, and they got 14 of their 19 three throws, whereas, you know, the, the Mavs had 20 or 24. But ultimately, this was a game that the Nets could have won. They showed plenty of heart, plenty of hustle, and had every chance, but... I you know, just couldn't get it. Couldn't get it done uh, when, when it mattered. You know, just a couple of missed free throws here or there. You know, Kevin Durant missing. You know, two of his. It, it was his. It was all sure. But with Kevin Durant, thirty-nine minutes for him tonight. Twenty-six points. Ten of twenty from the field. One of three from three. And that three was the the gorgeous KD pull up that was a, a pattern of move of his. Four rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block, three turnovers. You know, the trash talk was there. He was engaged. He was you know, really revving up his teammates as well. The only three turnovers as well, which I think is a, a good number for him. But you know, this isn't going to be one of the games that we remember Kevin Durant as as an all time. It's not you know the the Buck series or you know a fifty piece in his sleep against Detroit. But there was something about there's something about Kevin Durant right now that is just really a, a, a pleasure to watch. He sort of has this level of attitude that he plays that when he's wearing a Nets uniform of late, and it's there's. It's infectious across the board, and and it's sort of it's a style of leadership that I think that a lot of guys around him can get around. And unfortunately, there just wasn't enough support around him, despite the fact that you know the starters were pretty good and and Cam was great uh, at least for the most part. There was just you know too many bad performances, and I think the one that sticks out there is is Ben Simmons. You know, sixteen minutes, one or three from the field. That one was a, a pretty simple dunk. Three boards, two assists, a steal, uh, three personal fouls. I think two of those were screens. The dude just doesn't know how to screen at all. Minus seven, had the two points. Ben Simmons has no trust or confidence in himself. Whether that is with his body, whether that is with his style of play, whether that is a combination of the two, which it is more likely to be. And if you are an athlete and you have no trust in your body, you are not going to produce you are going to get the production that Ben Simmons is producing right now or not producing right now. He is a, a glaring negative. And, you know, he got crossed up to hell by Luca. Luca obviously missing the layup. But Ben Simmons had fleeting moments tonight, very fleeting moments tonight. And they were early on in the game as well, which tend, has tended to be the case for him before coming back from uh, the knee soreness as well. But look, you give him time, but... You know, how much time do you give him? How long is that leash, uh, as the, the saying does go? But you know, Ben's defense wasn't amazing. He's not rebounding the ball. You know, He's not jumping. There is fluidic, fluidic moments, if that is a, a term. What I'm trying to say is he, he doesn't have any sense of fluidity and naturalness to his game. He's mechanical. He's rigid. And that's not something that you normally associate with Ben Simmons when he's playing at his best. And the Nets need that, especially in the absence of Kyrie Irving. And Ben Simmons is going to work his way back. You know, we'll see how he goes against the Knicks in the coming days. But right now, he's a he's a shell of himself. And he is a, a glaring negative in so many ways. He doesn't want to get to the basket. His passing's okay, but he's rarely looking at the rim. He's It's like the rim is one of those cups, you know, the the opposite of Kevin Durant, where Kevin Durant sees there's like a large bucket. Ben Simmons just is like, oh, I don't want to take a shot. And there was one where it took early on against on, on Dwight Powell, where it was just like, there's no, you know, just basketball sort of sense about him, the sort of b-ball IQ, the sort of just naturalness. And 
and and that sort of thing to his game. But you know, hopefully we get a, a better version of Ben going forward. But we've got moments, and hopefully moments turn into consistency. Um, but you know, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Cam Thomas for me, I thought were, was great tonight, guys. Nineteen points, five of thirteen from the field, two of four from three, seven and nine from the free throw line. Love him getting to the free throw line. Had two seals as well, two assists. You, he could have easily had more than 30 minutes because David Duke Jr.'s four minutes, he was cooked by Luka Doncic. Paddy Mills's eight minutes, he was unseen. You know, took two shots of both of them, threes and missed both of them, had a rebound. That was his only impact on the box score. Uh, Cam Thomas could have had 35 minutes plus and he was warranted that because, yeah, you get some mistakes from him, but his floater is money, his midi is money, and I think he's getting a better chemistry with the guys in terms of just not having those sort of tendencies to be a ball hog he's taking more of the right shots he's you're getting getting to the free throw line he's becoming a really just a quality offensive player in in a lot of ways and that's a credit to him and a credit to the coaching staff in a lot of ways as well but your shout out to to what cam has been doing lately he has been you know super and if there were some more guys you know providing providing some able service then maybe we get a, a, a this this one in the bag but getting towards the neil five or twelve from the field four of eight from three that three ball was looking nice eight assists four rebounds uh, two steals two blocks 15 points this was a really positive game uh, from royce o'neill I think he's realizing what he can do and the added burden for him sometimes on offense in terms of playmaking for himself and playmaking for others can sometimes be hit and miss, but it was mostly hit tonight. You know, those eight assists really do stick out. He was really aggressive on both ends of the floor. You know, he was getting, you know, those sort of hustle plays, you know, stripping the ball and throwing it off Luca, getting the ball out of bounds. He was a pest. He was doing a lot of great things. And the fact that he led the team in minutes, you know, is a is a real indicator of, of how important and how valuable he was for the Nets tonight. But you know, shout out to Royce. He's continuing to do good things and hopefully he maintains this level because he exerts a lot of energy, you know, in those 41 minutes, given the what he's required of him on both ends of the floor, given our absences on, on offense and defense. But great game from him tonight. And another really good game, if not great game, from Nicholas Claxton, who put up his fourth double-double of the season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
10 points, 14 rebounds, had an assist, had three steals as well, also had a block, had a couple of really nice possessions on Luka Doncic. Probably should have played more than 32 minutes. I think you take away maybe at least five of those minutes from Ben Simmons and give him in the 35 minutes plus department and, and maybe the Nets you know are a bit more positive because he was plus five on the night and he just had a, a great impact on the game, especially early. He was feasting on the boards. Those 14 boards, seven of those were offensive. And I think he had like something like six boards, including three offensive in like the first five, six, seven minutes of the game. He was really making his presence felt. He's, he's made a leap and you know, he's the most improved player for the Brooklyn Nets and he would certainly be in the department of the most improved player uh, across the league as well. But, you know, great form from Nick Claxton and also equally pretty good form from Joe Harris. You know, two or five from three and including a timely one, probably could have hit a couple more. He's, he's, I think, still somewhat getting his legs back with him. Five rebounds, including two offensive boards. His driving has been really, really positive. Four assists, had a steal. His defense continues to be positive. His mentality, he's just... Just the driving, it's like he's more confident driving than he is from three at certain points. Plus 13 on the night. You know, he led in the team in that department in the plus-minus. Also had 14 points. So another really positive game from Joe Harris. And hopefully the three ball starts to find its way back a little bit here and there. But, you know, he's... It, once that three ball starts to drop, he's going to be really, really great for this team. And, and hopefully some guys behind him like Seth Curry and, and the like can, can help support him because, you know, Edmund Sumner, you know, 20 minutes for him, two of five uh, from the field, oh, two from three, you know, two rebounds, a couple of fouls here and there, a steal and a block. He's sort of the fifth starter in this lineup and he, he's done, he did enough. He didn't do... You know, anything glaringly negative. You know, Luke was cooking everyone, and that included Edmund Sumner because he's just got more size on him in a similar way to what he did to David Duke Jr. But I thought Sumner, his aggressive mentality, his athleticism is, is still a positive. But the glaring negative, I think, tonight, the, maybe the Nets' worst player, if you want to group in Ben Simmons with that, was Seth Curry. 13 minutes, 0-3 from the field, 0-1 from three, did hit a free throw, had a steal, was minus two on the night. And all of his shots seem to be short. You know, I've I've said that, you know, he had no rehab in the offseason, so this is essentially his rehab and conditioning. And in, that is not a good sign for the Nets when you're having a rotation player or rotation players, you know, when you add in Ben Simmons to that, using games as reps when they need some quality production, when we've... We're, the burden is so high on so many other players. So Seth really needs to find, you know, some level of offensive rhythm because uh, the team needs it. You know, Kevin Durant can't lead this team you know, by himself and, and Seth really needs to, to step up because a couple of players have, you know, Cam Thomas and Clax and, and Joe for the most part, you know, maybe not as much offensively, but certainly you know, to, to a, greater, to a greater extent Royce has, has as well. But, you know, there needs to be better. And the, the disappointing thing, maybe maybe one of the most disappointing things from tonight was Yuta Watanabe getting injured and, you know, a lot of people... We're thinking it could be a bad one. He hit a bank three, which was, you know, he sort of shrugged and sort of the, whether it's the Michael Jordan shrug or it's more the Michael Jordan security guard shrug. Uh, that was really fun. But unfortunately, he he tweeted out um, on, on his Twitter page sort of saying that it was an ankle sprain. He said he's going to get himself right. That's positive news because I was getting ready to really hype this dude up because he's one of my favorites. He's one of Nets World's favorites. And hopefully he's not out for too long because his absence is 
you know, he, 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 uh, in the road trip, you know, against Charlotte and Washington, he was so important, and, you know, he's certainly gotten Kevin Durant's blessing as well, he's gotten, you know, every single Nets fan blessing, and hopefully it's not too severe of an ankle sprain, it's only a light one, he did have to be carried off the floor, but he sort of said he seems to be somewhat positive about that, but the Nets are going to miss him, because he has been outstanding for this team, and Nets fans have their fingers, toes, and every other body part crossed that he'll be back sooner rather than later, but... You know that that's about it on the game, guys. It was it could have gone the Nets' way if uh, they. It was a, certainly a feisty affair, plenty of back and forth, and a lot of whistles. Some warranted, some unwarranted. Some physical plays, and there was just a there was a there was a fire, there was an energy to this night. And unfortunately, you know, a guy like Luca went off, and you can't stop him. You know, he's been outstanding. Theo, former Net, was talking trash from the bench, and. You know, to, to the victor go the spoils, and unfortunately, you know, a two-point loss. I, I think if you're focusing on the process over the result, the process was was very solid. Unfortunately, there are no admirable losses when the Nets are 4-6 and six and now 4-7 and seven after the loss that they did have, and are you know, trying to find their footing and, and really establish themselves, get back to 500 or, or near to it. But honorable, this is the closest thing that you will get to an honor, honorable loss uh, in my eyes. Uh, some other game notes. Uh, let me take a look through it. You know, n- not a heap to be honest, guys. I-, I think I might jump into some of the, the I guess the the news in general because there is a lot to get through, and I will start with I guess, uh, Imau Doka, where Joe Sai apparently via Mark Stein has been urged to back off hiring Imau Doka as the next as the next Nets head coach. That this is what Stein tweeted last night. He said, League sources say there have been some, quote, strong voices urging Joe Sy to back up the Nets intent to hire suspended Celtics coach Ime Udoka. Now, uh, who those voices are, I don't know. I think that the back and forth about this all, and, you know, the we were supposed to get this hiring like a week ago, you know, according to Woj, at least the, the reports that he was giving. And we know Woj gets a lot of his reporting via Sean Marks. And, now, the Kyrie Irving stuff, maybe that's overshadowed it. You know, what is the delay in the hiring? Is it the fact that the Nets are getting some wins? Jacques Vaughn seems to be the guy. Jacques Vaughn isn't an amazing head coach. He's a better head coach than Steve Nash, but that leaves a lot to be desired. Imei Doka is a quality head coach and will impact this team. I don't dispute all, and I've said this so many times on the podcast, and I will repeat that because all of the stuff that's happened with him in terms of the alleged sexual harassment behind the scenes with the consensual relationship he had with the Celtic staffer. You know, it, will Josiah be willing to put that aside to hire Ime Yudoka? I think a lot of Nets fans do want that. And, you know, I'm in the camp of wanting that because I don't have the full facts. And the facts that I do have, you know, speaks to the, to, to me going, all right, well, what else can we do here? Are we just going to play this out? You know, the Nets are kind of all in. And you, they're all in on the controversy that comes with you know, the, the the desire to win a championship, and I don't necessarily, uh, it's it's not necessarily the most ethical line of thinking that I do have, but it, it, it seems to me that it's also a, a hiring that Kevin Durant wants, because this is also from uh, Mark Stein. Yudoka is believed to be the preferred choice of not only GM Sean Marks, but also net star Kevin Durant. Yudoka's hiring was initially regarded as a mere formality in the wake of Nash's exit last Tuesday, but his expected deal with the Nets has yet to materialize. 
In the interim, league sources say that Yudoka's season-long suspension from the Celtics imposed because of a relationship with a female co-worker that Boston officials deemed a violation of team rules called him to forfeit half of his estimated $4 million salary. The Celtics declined to comment when asked by this uh, Mark Stein to confirm these specific stipulations of the suspension. So, how it pans out, I have no idea, guys. I want Ime Yudoka as a head coach. I've wanted, in, you know, just Quinn Snyder or Mike D'Antoni, just an upgrade on the head coaching position because if you have Kevin Durant, you've got to be all in. And the way that he's playing right now is good enough to lead the Nets to some form of contention. You've got to figure out the Kyrie stuff. You've got to figure out the Ben Simmons stuff. But you owe it to Kevin Durant after he committed to this team, recommitted to this team, um, uh, to, to, to sorry to misquote, he, com- he recommitted to this team. You... Josiah Sean Marks owe it in return to give him and Kevin Durant the best chance to succeed. You know, the roster has plenty of holes and a lot of that has been self-imposed by who Sean Marks put in and and, and the like, but Ime Udoka would be an upgrade. Again, does that discount everything that has happened off the court? No. I don't have the full facts. Some people might. And maybe the Kyrie Irving stuff is halting this up, but we'll see how it does pan out. But the Ime Yudoka stuff, maybe by the time you guys listen to this, we could have the, the announcement. I don't know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But speaking of Ben Simmons and the, the Dallas Mavericks, that I was just talking about, guys, there was rumors from, I believe, let me get the, the source correct, Sean Devaney? Oh, sorry, I said it that way, guys. Uh, yeah, Sean Devaney of heavies.com said that the Mavs are keeping an eye on him when it comes to a potential trade. He says, Dallas is a team to watch. Simmons would be an interesting fit next to Luka if the Nets are willing to take back Tim Hardaway and Davis Bertans. Do you take that? Do you just blow it up already with Ben Simmons' value at an all-time low? I'll leave that for you guys to decide. I think Ben Simmons' value can be much higher, but man, it's taking a while to materialize. Again, we're only you know, 10, 11 games into the season, so let's wait and see and maybe we can get something better for Ben but there's something there there is a, a semblance of value for him unlike for Kyrie Irving because the trade interest for him is sparse to say the least people are saying that the Lakers have significant concerns about the next point guard you know I've pulled out you know Anthony Davis for for Kyrie Irving as a <laughs> as a trade makes sense for for a lot of teams but Sam Amy got the other like reported that Monday that the Lakers have significant concerns about the prospect of adding Irving at any price and are not focused on that scenario all season long. Now, could that just be a bit of window glossing or whatever the saying is? Maybe. No, I, I, I don't know. But And also, we've heard stuff people say that maybe, you know, they ha- would it take a team like the Miami Heat to take him on? And what is it, Kyle Lowry for Kyrie Irving? You know, Kyle Lowry hasn't been playing too well. But Kyrie Irving, he comes with uh, a baggage the the size of the flat earth that he used to believe in. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it pans out with Kyrie and, and the possible trade scenarios. But he's also, as you guys probably listened to this, had his meeting with Adam Silver 
because that is what has been reported. He's apparently meeting with him in New York. Um, let me find the quote here. Brooklyn has gone the other way. There is a feeling among some close to the process, I'm told. Oh, so he's going to be meeting with him. How that pans out, because that was part of this, the stipulations that were Shams reported, and that's probably come from Joe Sy. Uh, the, the remedial measures, quote, uh, are what put to him. And Kyrie's you know, completed some of those already, and he's apologized. He could have just done it in the first place again. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but this all this entire shit show that he has imposed upon himself, you know, could have been avoided from some of his actions or lack of actions. But yeah, the face to face meeting is is expected to happen probably by the time you guys have listened to this Tuesday at some point but also Mark Stein reported that there's a feeling among some close to the process this quote remedial measures process that the list was crafted with the knowledge that Irving would be unlikely to complete all six and thus could conceivably subject himself to a potential outright release now I think the number one part of that I think the the key part of the measures that people might be alluding to there is the Josiah one where you have to have the meeting with Josiah which is rich Somewhat when you're talking about, you know, cultural sensitivity, what's happened with Kyrie Irving and the anti-Semitism when Joe Tsai and the concentration camps happening in Hong Kong. Look, I'm not going to do whataboutism here. I think Kyrie, that if you had have had you know, the, the list of other measures and, and that sort of thing, it would have made sense. But it seems to me this fractured discourse and relationship between Kyrie Irving and Joe Tsai is the eventuation that we don't see Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn Nets uniform a release look uh, you might want to get something for him but there, there could be something that comes back but in terms of that there was actual pushback from the players union which Kyrie Irving is vice president of and Jalen Brown did come out and speak and said that Brown said the players union is not comfortable with the conditions placed by the Brooklyn Nets on Kyrie Irving's return from his suspension as reported by the Boston Globe Brown told the Globe Monday morning that the MBPA believes these conditions are too stringent, especially when there's no guidelines that addresses social media posts in the CBA. He said the MBPA is expected to, to appeal. Brown said Irving's future and how the league approaches the issue of expression on social media could be clarified after Irving's meeting with Silver. I think there's a big meeting on Tuesday. This is from Jalen Brown. Amongst Adam, Kyrie, and whomever, they decided to be there. I've been talking to Kyrie. I've talked to Adam. i talked to Tamika. i talked to pretty much everybody. But I'm expecting the NBA PA to appeal the suspension uh, from Brooklyn. The term for his return, they seem like a lot. And a lot of players expressed discomfort from the terms. With the terms, sorry. He made a mistake. Again, Jalen Brown. He posted something. There was no distinction. Maybe we can move forward. But the terms in which he has to fulfill to return, I think of not just speaking with me, speaking as vice president from a lot of our players, we didn't agree with the terms that was required for him to come back and we're waiting for this Tuesday meeting to happen to see what comes of it but we'll go from there that's all I'll say Kyrie Irving shouldn't have posted in the first place Kyrie Irving's actions here have been reprehensible in a lot of ways and the, the doubling down and the, the lack of you know the time it's taken for him to show the accountability you know he could have just you know just <laughs> not done it in the first place but that's a discussion for another day and discussion that I've had plenty of times doing on these solo buzzes and with Nick as well. So how this all pans out is a wait and see scenario as is so many other things with the Brooklyn Nets, whether it's Ben Simmons finding his footing, Seth Coe finding his footing, but the, 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 the chaos continues in Brooklyn. Thankfully, we're getting some better on-court stuff from the Nets, which is certainly 
you know, brightened up a, a lot of Nets fans' days. Would have been a, a lot brighter if we had got that win over the Maz. But we'll we'll take the the way that the team is going right now. And Kevin Rant, Cam Thomas, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Joey Buckets finding his form. Hopefully, we continue to grow as a team, guys, and we continue to get a few more Ws on the board. And this Kyrie Irving situation is is resolved. The Nets get a head coach. Both are incredibly murky. Again. I've expressed in previous episodes of the podcast, I don't, I, I, I denounce all forms of harassment, racism, discrimination. I always want to say that before I talk about, you know, and, and not before, but you know, I just want to clarify that in relation to the scenario with Kyrie Irving and with Ima Yudoka, I will always side with the, you know, the, 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 who was being discriminated against. And in this case, you know, allegedly women and absolutely Jewish people. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done in Nets world, be that from the head coaching scenario, Kyrie Irving, as well as the team. Plenty of positive steps have been made. There is an identity that is being formed on both ends, which is positive to see, but plenty of steps to go, baby steps, and hopefully they'll turn into some bigger steps, maybe some kid steps, some adolescent steps, adult steps, and then some big old steps into some contention by the end of the season but it is a process then it's an ongoing process they are an ongoing scenario let's put it that way love my nets for the most part love you guys especially though thank you for listening guys five stars if you can and if you haven't already on all streaming platforms spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the pod make sure you're following the nets and and the brooklyn buzz on instagram at brooklyn buzz pod doing some great stuff there thank you nick for that shout out to him he's doing a heap of awesome stuff behind the scenes and check out check out t public as well we've got some nice merch you know whether it's some kevin rant stuff whether it's some Kyrie Irving stuff whether it's some you know some brooklyn buzz stuff maybe a bit rich um, promoting Kyrie Irving after what i just said but in saying that guys always appreciate the support and i'll be back next time Nets world this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.